from Public Radio International. This is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Tuesday, May 25th. I'm Marco Werman. Hillary Clinton tells international reporters that the U.S. and China will work together to respond to the Korean crisis. And a diamond smuggler in Zimbabwe tells our reporter why he does what he does. The soldiers, armed policemen, they're using dogs, a lot of guns. It was such a risk, but I said, get rich or die trying. You said get rich or die trying. Yeah. Also, the outlaw Jimmy Cliff played in The Heart of They Come was a real-life bad guy Cliff kind of admired. Now this news. BBC News with Jim Lee. North Korea has announced that it's cutting off all relations with South Korea. The decision comes after sharply increased tension between the two countries following the sinking of a South Korean Navy ship in March. Jonathan Marcus reports. Within a matter of days, relations between the two Koreas have returned to the freezer. The diplomatic goal now will be to ensure that a renewed Cold War on the Korean peninsula does not generate into a hot conflict. North Korea's announcement that it is breaking off all ties with the South comes after an independent report showed that the South Korean warship sunk last March was destroyed by a torpedo. South Korea has already broken off most economic ties between the two countries and is pursuing the matter at the United Nations. The head of the International Monetary Fund, Dominique Strauss-Kahn, has warned that the European debt crisis is the main risk to global economic recovery. His comments follow sharp falls on stock markets around the world, with investors also worried by growing tensions on the Korean peninsula. Here's Andrew Walker. The IMF chief's comments reflect a widening concern in the financial markets. The focus of traders' increasing anxiety is Europe, especially the euro area, with government debt problems, strains in the banks and a weak outlook for economic growth. That led to falls in European share prices, especially for banks. The euro also declined further. Mr Strauss-Kahn was ready to acknowledge that Europe is a potential problem for the global economic outlook, but he insisted there is no threat to the euro system itself. Police in Jamaica say 27 people have been killed in the capital, Kingston, in clashes between the security forces and supporters of an alleged drugs lord. The majority of those killed are reported to be civilians. Gunfights erupted as police and soldiers searched the Tivoli Gardens district, looking for Christopher Dudas Coke, who's wanted in the United States. Police say they've detained more than 200 people and seized arms and ammunition. The award-winning Iranian film director Jafar Panahi has been released on bail from prison in Tehran. He had been on hunger strike for a week, demanding to be released pending a court hearing. John Lyne reports. Jafar Panahi was released on bail of $200,000. He was held at the feared Evin prison for two months. The Iranian authorities never specified any charges. But the filmmaker is a prominent supporter of the opposition movement, many of whose members have been arrested following last summer's disputed election. Jafar Panahi's case drew widespread international attention, particularly at the Cannes Film Festival, where he'd been scheduled to be a jury member. The Supreme Court in Pakistan has ruled that a man linked to the attacks on the Indian city of Mumbai in 2008 cannot be detained. The man, Hafiz Saeed, is believed to be a founder of the militant group Lashkar-e-Taiba, which India has blamed for the assault on the city. It left over 160 people dead. World News from the BBC.
The United Nations Security Council has voted unanimously to withdraw its peacekeepers from Chad and the Central African Republic by the end of this year. The move comes after the Chadian president, Idris Deby, said earlier this year he felt the force was no longer necessary. The mission has been in place since March 2009 to try to protect civilians in eastern Chad, which borders Darfur. Johnny Hogg has the details. The UN had little choice but to agree to the Chadian government's request to withdraw their force after the authorities there made it clear they no longer wished the troops to stay. Attempts to persuade President Deby to change his mind failed.